Hi, this is Lacey. This is Jason. From Bourbon House, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. are listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin hi jim hi. how'd you know that i know your name oh hi <laughs> i don't even have my badge man. <laughs> i heard you're here jim tell me what you do i play guitar in a band called fireball ministry all right so why would you choose Dean guitars over any other guitar? Because there's really no other choice. All right, that's a good answer, I think. So tell me, how long have you been a musician for? Uh, that'll probably say how old I am, but for a, for a long time. A long time, all right. So you have anything to say to your fans? No, just rock with Dean. Dean's a man. All right, thanks. Thank See you. Later. All right, man. You know where you're at. You're on. You're at. You're on a very special episode of the Freeform Rock Podcast today. Today we get in touch with Mooger's feelings, but no, uh, fuck that shit. <laughs> we ain't doing no psycho psychoanalysis on this show. We psychoanalysis good and bad music, or great music. So, but um, before we get into this, I just want to tell you, Mooger, man, just jump right in. Tell us to shut up. Get us the fuck out, you know. Shut up, Mark. I want to talk, you know. I had to leave for eight years. I'm used to being interrupted. <laughs> You'll regret that. You'll regret that. Trust me. Oh, man. Let me introduce our, our, our master of the ceremonies here, Mr. Jerry Supe. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, man? Hey, uh, same old shit. Same old shit, different day, man. Yeah, for the fucking holidays, if you're ever with my fucking humbug. Yeah, I'm happy. I got my four days off for the holidays. And by the time this show, by the time this show airs, it'll be long fucking gone. Thank yeah. God. Good yeah. I do not. I don't mind New Year's Eve though. But you know, other than that, fuck the holidays. Well, I go to bed at <laughs> nine on New Year's Eve. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's like it's it, the older you get, the harder it is to stay up. It really is, man. I mean, I used to be able to stay up. I used to be able to go on one or two hours of sleep a day. Fuck that, man. Not anymore. Uh, I got I got at least have five or six hours of sleep a night, man, or I won't be able to function the next day. I remember yeah. being out and partying and in and out, and we'd just be smoking and drinking and shit. And I had to be there at five thirty in the morning. It was like two in the morning. I had the key to the place. It's like fuck it, I'm going to work. I just I, mean, I just got there early and left it. <laughs> fucking was there like thirteen hours. Supposed to be there eight, but they I, I didn't get paid for those extra hours. I just said fuck it, I'll just go do my yeah, job. So, yeah. Yeah, same here when I'm down in South Florida, man. I mean, Miami was like two hours away. Drive down there, two-hour drive, two hours back, get up and fucking, you know, get get around bed between three and four and get up an hour later and go to work. Open up fucking Burger King, man. So, <laughs> can't do that shit anymore. Something I can't ever do anymore is I can't go without sleep and I can't go to work uh, stoned anywhere. There's two things I can't do. <laughs> uh, I only I only got to, I only started getting stoned at work after in and out at Burger King because that fucking job sucked. I worked there for three months, man. That was like horrible quality of food. It's like fucking, I wouldn't even feed my dogs that shit. Yeah, it's like fucking, uh, I remember one time I went really fucking stoned. I'm looking at the cash register. I swear it was hieroglyphics. <laughs> was, I couldn't fucking understand it at all. So okay. yeah, I, I yeah. I went into work stoned at Burger King, dude. I just wanted to eat everything. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hated that job. I quit. I remember calling calling the manager there. Uh, uh, hey, dude, I ain't coming in tonight. I quit. 
And he goes, so you're not coming in? I said, no, I quit. So you're not coming in? I go, no, I quit. So you didn't get the message. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I said, I I'll tell you what, man. I, I, Berkey, I've met. I still have three lifelong friends that I've met there, and one that I'm really, really close to. So I don't regret the the working period there, working time there at all. Oh, dude, most of my friends are from In and Out, fucking Tim Newbold, uh, Shannon Heron, my guy Scott Travato. Scott still works there. He's manager of the cookout trailer In and Out Burger. That guy makes a lot of money, man. But Dude, I just noticed that the longer you work at In-N-Out Burger, the fatter you get. <laughs> That's with anywhere. That's with anywhere food place, dude. I'm glad I got out after six years. I'd be a fucking, fucking fat ass. I am especially a fat when, ass, but I'd be fatter. Everybody there grew like three sizes. Yeah. But if you're a manager, you get free food all the time. So it's like, you know, fuck that. I'm going to take the free food, man. These two guys were skinnier than fuck. And now they're... F hey, Scott, I know you ain't listening. Fat as fuck. You ever you ever you ever watch those uh, those uh, what do you call it those eaters what do you call them those uh, I don't know eat like fifty fucking hot dogs oh the, the, the dude from that that hot oh, dog in general Kobe in general I don't know what you call them um, Bin I don't eaters. know some kind of yeah there, there's a name for them I, I guess but they're always skinny you ever right. notice that you ever see a fat guy do those contests if he do they lose I've seen a couple of fat guys but they don't do too well. It's always those skinny fuckers. There's this little Oriental girl named Raina has a YouTube channel. I swear she's not even 100 pounds, man. She's putting away like 10-pound burritos and shit. And it's like, fuck, man, you know? I know what I, I, like, to, I like to know about, uh, but I don't want to know about the bad thing had this afterwards, but <laughs> I got to imagine some monster dump. Excuse me for being gross, but man, holy shit. Can you imagine eating a 10-pound burrito and then going to the bathroom? Oh, man. Oh. God. Get some damage control to that toilet bowl, man. Yeah, Taco Bell. Anyway, Taco Bell going, never I'm, made me sit on the toilet for some reason. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, go, I'm going in the gutter here. Sorry. Oh, that's fine, man. But uh, let's start talking to Mooger up here, man. Mooger, what's going on with you? Uh, you're not. You, your mic is off, brother. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he was like, he well, as I was saying, <laughs> as I was saying, um, tubes. No, just uh, just the holidays, man. Trying to get through them, get ready for them. Try to find some time to enjoy them. Um, you know, work working a lot of hours, trying to get things done. Um, next week, our our goal is to just do fucking nothing. But come home from work and relax, get a buzz, go to bed, enjoy the holidays, and move on. You know, so I can't complain, man. Everything's been good. Nice, ma'am. And uh, today is your pick, man. You pick, what'd you pick? This week, I picked Fireball Ministry, the Second Great Awakening. Second Great Awakening, man. I've There's... never heard of this band, man. Really? Okay. Never heard of them. And they're from, like, what is this, 2003? Something this like album was released in 2003. They started, like, back in the early 90s, mid-90s. Um, Basically, James Rhoda and Emily Burton were the, the nucleus of that band. <clears throat> and, you know, listening to them, is, it's not going to be hard to <laughs> tell where their influences, you know, came from. From my, from my birth city, too, Cincinnati. Yeah, they, and then they moved to, uh, what, New York and then to California. Right, they went to the East Coast and then yeah. settled out in California. Yep. I don't know why anybody want to settle here. I live here, and I don't want to settle here. 
Dude, I, I fucking loved San Francisco when I lived there. It might be a shithole now, but I had good memories of living there. Why so. do you think the Giants aren't getting any good free agents? They see San Francisco, I go, oh, fuck that city. I'm out of here. <laughs> and there was an article about that, that players look at San Francisco as a dump and they wouldn't want to live there. Isn't that sad, Jerry? San Francisco used to be like like a, a vacation destination. Now nobody wants yeah. to go there anymore. Nobody wants to go anywhere in California. Wait a minute, are you guys saying San Francisco or Diego? San Diego. San Francisco. San Diego still San Francisco. Nice. Well, I have a friend. Um, we were, you know, she we were friends here in Fort Wayne years ago, like mid-90s, and she moved to La Jolla, which is, I believe, south of San Diego. Yeah. When you see it, it looks like La Jala, because <laughs> the A, the J, the J is silent. <laughs> well, you know what San Diego means, right? Oh yeah, I, I know San Diego. Whale's vagina, right? Okay, yeah, San Diego. San Diego. You know, yeah, I, I used to go to I used to go to Comic Con all the time. San Diego is pretty sweet, I feel. Rum, 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 rum. I like rum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, San Diego is nice, man. We went down there for like a mini moon when we got married. It's a nice city. There's some homeless down there, but not as bad as L.A. God dang, they, they at least keep it a little clean. And Comic-Con, man, I would never try to go to that shit now. Holy shit. I went there for free because I worked for a company that had a booth there. So it was Well, that's cool. awesome, but shit, I wouldn't want... I'm tr still trying to get into NAM, motherfuckers. Musician in California, in Anaheim, California... Uh, invite Mark Alden Taylor to go with Nam. It's right across the street from my work for the last 23 years, and I never get to go. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Damn Yankees played there. Eddie Van Halen was there. So many fucking people are at Nam that I right. have to meet. With how Nashville has grown with musicians and being a hot spot, I'm, do they have a Nam in uh, the Nashville area? I have no idea. They have, they, have, they have something called Bonnaroo. You ever heard of it? No. Yeah, that's like the big festival they have every July. Isn't that yeah. in San Diego? That's, no, it's in, it's in it's not in Nashville. It's a city next to Nashville. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, there's like three or four bands that you know, but there's like a hundred bands you've never heard of in your life that perform there. So one of those type of things. Yeah, man. All right, man. Hmm. Let's get to this uh, episode, man. Unless you guys have other things to say. I'm good. Anything going on? You know, where's Charles at when you need a subject? fucker i'm joking <laughs> like he would just start going off on me about extreme so oh, i'm good now uh so does fucking extreme sucks did i ever tell you how bad extreme sucks <laughs> i don't know like a hundred million times what's to say how sucky are they you know this is why we're never gonna get uh the mighty k on this show because you hate extreme and mr big <laughs> actually i don't actually actually i don't hate extreme i like a couple songs off Pornography, but you know, I'm not a huge fan. I don't hate them like Charles does. I just fuck with you most of the time. I think the last two, last three albums are their best. Like in Saudis to Rock, What's Waiting for the Punchline, and a new one. Yeah, the first one, the first album was kind of goofy with that Kid Ego song. That's oh, I love blue. that song, fucking from Bill and Ted. And I'm like, you know, maybe, and then Three Sides, I thought maybe that'd be good, but it's, it blew too. So I kind of gave up on them after I, that. You so. don't like Harmony. I, I I get that. I don't like that. harmony. That's funny. I like the Eagles. I like fucking Little River Band. And I don't like <laughs> harmony. You know, <laughs> oh, well, they're, they're two part harmony. Maybe your need, yours need to be three or four. 
<laughs> so I, don't, uh, I, I don't have a retort. Do you like Hall notes? Yeah, I like Hall notes. Oh, okay, so that that theory went out the window. But uh, let's get the Fireball Ministry, man. This is uh, what. Give us the deets on this album, uh, Shane Mooger. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'll change my name on the screen. I yeah, because you um, know, I'm like, I'm like fucking, you know, Ron Burgundy. I read the television. Ron Burgundy. Yeah, there yes, you sir. Hey, I came into Fireball Ministry when this album came out in 2003, 2004. Uh, we used to have an MTV channel called MTVX, and they would just play all the hard rock and heavy metal. And, of course, that's gone away years and years and years ago now, but this video for King was on heavy rotation, and I'm like, holy shit. Not only do I love this song, I love that guitar James Rhoda is playing. Um wanted that exact guitar for many years and never got it um but yeah man i mean this was in the time this is i mean i guess napster was around and all that bullshit but this is way before streaming or you know you know free stream internet and all that crap so i mean i went out to my local uh independent record store with nickel and i snatched it up threw it in and my yeah i just I just love this record. Um, so, yeah, I came into it and in, you know, like I said, 2003, 2004 era, um, somewhere along there, probably fall of 03 into the uh, winter and the rest of 04. Uh, it didn't leave my player for a very long time. Now, it's not for everybody, and there's a lot of criticism on it, but, you know, I, I know what I like, and um, unfortunately, there's not a lot out on the internet specifically about this record so yeah. i had to go to the og and pull my uh pull my cd out yeah and so i could find some some of the details on it yeah i looked them uh, I, lo I got a lot of things like this band was named after some uh local show in cincinnati right yes correct yeah well it actually appears i'm looking here it says they were actually on a video game like a wrestling game yep one of their songs and uh, one of Bam Margera's uh, Viva the Bands compilation. A lot of, there so, are a lot of wrestling shit, dude. That's why I'm like surprised you probably didn't know them. No, I didn't. Jerry, that's why I thought he. I, picked, that's why I, I thought. That's why I thought Mooger picked it because of the wrestling correlation. 80 percent of music that's on wrestling is not good, in my opinion. It's really not. I mean, Motorhead shit's good because of Triple H, but you know, I hate Rage Against the Machine. So there's a lot of that on there. Uh, yeah, so... Uh. I'm not a wrestling guy, so I certainly didn't pick it due to that. I picked oh. it because I found this, like, by by chance of MTVX playing it and picked up the CD, and I grabbed a couple more after this one, but this is always my go-to for Fireball Ministry. In fact, I was so smitten by this band that if you look at the video that I sent you, or if you look at little things in the pictures in the actual CD... Um, there's this mascot, and it's like a devil, kind of a sly-looking devil horns, the whole deal. And I got that tattooed on me. And that's a tough conversation to have when you go to church with shorts on. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, are they kind of a Christian band too? Um, James Rhoda uses a lot of biblical references. Yeah. If you look at the lyrics, it's all about kind of damnation and retribution and either being dead or alive or alive and dead or dead and alive. I mean, it's, I would not call them a Christian band on any level. So, right. but they're not satanic either. They don't worship the devil. So. <laughs> either does Slayer. 
you know, they're Catholics. But uh, well, that that would be uh, Tom Maria. He's the son of a pastor. Yeah. Yep. So I, it's just everybody thinks, oh, Mark, you don't like Slayer because they're evil. No, I don't like Tom's voice. I don't care about best fucking best growl in thrash metal fucking oh, history, dude. Yeah. Nobody can scream like Tom can, dude. Yeah, but he could have a little harmony with it. God damn. Well, he did double his vocal on like albums like South of Heaven. Uh, it's not exactly a harmony, but it's a double vocal. Um, I always love Tom's voice. Not necessarily in the very beginning, because all their albums were poorly produced. But like South of Heaven, well, even Hell awaits north of anything north of that I've loved. And my, you know, speaking of is, is Slayer or Fireball Minister, any of these bands satanic? Somebody had asked um, Tom, they were like, so how do you feel about the song God Hates Us All? Which it's, I think the song's actually called Disciple. But it's like, what do you think about that lyric? God hates us all. And he was like, he just paused for a minute, looked at the camera and said, God doesn't hate. But it's just a really good fucking title. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I question the God doesn't hate thing, but it, we're about to defer another show. But uh, No, that, that is absolutely another show. I just love that answer. That, that was pretty slick. So, All right, man. Let's get into this album. Uh, wait. You already told us how you got into it. I don't think Jerry. Do you have anything to say about this band before we get? Yeah, started? I've never heard. I've never heard of them until I never heard a a, a note by them until last night. Um, I won't give anything away right now. I just hope that Mooger loves me. I knew it. Or you're fucking with me again. One of the two. Maybe, maybe not. I think Jerry gave me spoilers in his comments last night, but uh, I don't know because this motherfucker lies a lot, and I'm no liar. <laughs> fucking easy. Jerry's pretty good at it. But, uh, yeah, I never heard of this band, man. And uh, we'll get into it as we get into the album. But we're going to start off with the track King, which you picked, uh, Mooger. So here we go. King on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Mooger that was king. Yes, sir. Sure. So, yeah, this track, um, <laughs> the first one I ever heard of this band, ever heard of them, was this track. And I loved the video. I had a crush on Emily, the, the blonde guitar player. Um, so, uh, and, and it's such an easy riff, and it's ear candy, and I think the production is amazing. Some people call it over overproduced, but um, the mighty Nick Raskulinik, um produced it, and oh, he's man. just gone on. Now I understand yeah. something. All right, go, keep going. Yeah, yeah, and that it, he he produced it, and he doesn't produce things unless he hears the songs. Now, that being said, does the song have a very wannabe Ozzy vocal? Sure. Does it have like wannabe Sabbath riff? Absolutely. That's why I fucking love the song. And to, to me, it's ear candy. To me, I'll go back and back and back and back to this. I mean, the third time I heard it, I learned how to play it on guitar off of the TV. And and as simple as it is, it's so tasty. And then I took it to the heavy metal band I was in at the time, and we covered the song, and it, it always went over great. But yeah, man, this song I love. Five out of five for me. Jerry, what do you think about it? I actually have it in two parts. There's actually an intro, and then there's oh, yeah, King, the right? Intro. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. My bad. I, I skipped the intro. My bad. I thought, I thought the intro was pretty cool. I mean, it, it is like Mooger said, Sabbath sounding, uh, which is which is cool. It's got some nice leads and some cool drums. All right, this isn't bad. I get the intro four out of five. Um, King, uh, I get a lot of Creatures of the Night vibe with this one, like War, like uh, War Machine, maybe something like that, riff wise. Um, again, also I feel the Sabbath vibe as well. Um, even the singer, I think, is trying to not emulate Ozzy, but trying to go maybe sound like this tone sounds a little bit like Ozzy, in my opinion. Um, this is not bad. I give this one a three out of five. Yeah, I, I skipped the intro because it's one song to me. Can't you know what's the intro called right there? Intro, intro, yeah, it's intro because the track listing <laughs> I have only goes to two. <laughs> it skips the intro. Are we doing? Are we doing the bonus track that's on this? What is that? What's the name of Dark it? Dark Descend? I don't even know that. Yeah, it's called Dark Descend. Yeah. I didn't listen to that one. Oh wait, I did. I did go to twelve. So yeah, we could do that. Uh, because I just I just listened to what was on Amazon because I never heard of this band. So this song is fucking pretty cool, man. The intro fucking kicks ass and it goes straight into that, and the drums are fucking amazing. Like a beast. Now I know why the drums sound so good because Nick Raskalinix, fucking, fucking, who taught, taught Neil Peart what to play when he produced those two albums for Rush. Because no he went in there and he told, he had the balls to tell Neil Peart, hey, can you play it like this? And Neil goes, yeah, and I got it. And then he goes back into the room and Getty goes, man. You got some balls on you to tell Neil how to play. And he goes, I'm just fucking with you. But it was funny. And then the next album he came in, the last album, he gave him a, a like a thing for a sympathy thing. He says, now, I'm not going to play drums unless you're in there directing me with this. <laughs> fucking no shit. Thing. Yeah, he, he told him that, man. He said, here, here, here's your director's wand. Now, I'm not going to play drums unless you're in the booth waving it around at me. <laughs> Like that's high praise. That's like an awesome. Yeah, he 
because Neil always wanted somebody to give him criticism. He didn't like people like licking his ass. He wanted to know, hey, what can I do right. better? He always wanted to learn. He always said, they asked him, why are you taking drum lessons? He goes, because a master can always get better. So. Absolutely. So I, I love the song, man. I, I, I do hear a lot of Ozzy in it, but everybody copies Ozzy. But they do it their own way. He's got a little higher tone than Ozzy, so I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we get to the next track, Sinner, Jerry. Sinner. Um, I'll tell you what. Any song that has a cowbell when it gets automatic one point for me. <laughs> so that, that's definitely in its favor. But eh, I don't know, man. This, this is just okay. It's not horrible. None of the songs on here are horrible. I'm going to get that out of the way. But some of them are just okay. This is one of them. Um, it's got some decent riffs. I don't, I, the flow of the song doesn't really uh, work for me too much. Decent solo here, but to me, there's just nothing memorable for me. You know, like I said, it's not a horrible song. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's a middle-of-the-road song for me. Two out of five. All right, I'll go next and let you go last, Mooger. Uh, I like how the song just transitions into the next song seamlessly from the first two. Uh this, this rules, man. I like the Doom, but the recording is not as murky. It's more polished than the more Doom Metal stuff, to me, except if you're Sabbath. But it seems like later Doom Metal bands like that fucking, like, weird fucking non-polished sound. This band is actually Doom Metal, but it's fucking, like, clean, like, polished. I like it. The guitarist plays short and sweet leads, and this song fucking rules. I like it. I love the vocals. Mooger. Um, you know, my notes basically go, I mean, I honestly didn't really even need to listen to this one again that I did, you know, three times, um, the whole record. Uh, but, you know, it's got a really tasty groove to it. It's um, got, I think the vocals are really nice. And I do like the fact that some of these solos, you know, you don't need to drag them out. They're pentatonic blues, you know, they're Iomi all the way. Um, and it, it fits, it sounds good, but, and the, the, to agree with Jerry a little bit, it's, it's not the, not, not a horrible song. None of the songs are horrible, but some of them just kind of hit this middle of the road playing and you're like, after a while, your mind's drifting and oh yeah, I'm listening to a song. Okay. Yeah. Skip, you know, not, you know, nothing I would go back. I never went back to the center again and again, so. But it is a good song. I still give it a three out of five. All right. So we get to Master of None, which I picked. So here's Master of None on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
That was Master of None, None, and I'm proud of myself. I haven't mixed up the songs or the order that we're going in today <laughs> yet. All right. Except the intro, but that's cool. Well, I skipped it. I, I put it into one song. It was my bad. I should have explained I know. that. I know. I'm, I'm busting your balls. Go All ahead. right. <laughs> so we get to uh, Master of None. Loving this drummer had a killer groove going on. Just not stoner and doom. They have more groove than like regular doom metal. Not not Sabbath. Sabbath is the ultimate groove. But other doom metal bands that came after Sabbath kind of, except for Monster Magnet. I think Monster Magnet has a fucking killer groove. This band reminds me a lot of Monster Magnet. I love oh, yeah. some fucking Monster Magnet, man. Oh, yeah. uh, the vocalist sounds like he could sing anything. This song has a killer guitar groove, gang vocals, killer bass break. Check this shit out. I don't think you will regret it, man. Uh, Jerry. All right, you know, it starts, and I'm thinking, man, this has potential, okay? It turns out that I actually like this song. Um, the singer, it has this really cool, you know, he does kind of a growl type of, not a growl, but like how he emphasizes some of the words that are pretty cool. Um Again, I applaud the riffage. I think it's some really good fucking tasty riffs in here, man. It's definitely better than the last song. And I love the bass work around the 230 mark. There's this really cool bass line playing, which I really like. Um, yeah, this is a good tune. I'm going to give it a four out of five. Mooger. Um, <clears throat> I noted this one as kind of like very priest-like, like maybe Sad Wings of Destiny era priest. Um not, you know, not necessarily the vocal or anything, but the riffage, the guitar riff, and the kind of way the song's put together. That's kind of how I felt about it. Um, I really like um, the chorus on this one. I like the guitar tone on this one. The bass is the MVP of the song, by the way, Jerry. That that was a good call. Um, that was my other note on this. It had a really cool, slick bass line. So, yeah, man, this is very enjoyable. I, I And... Uh, the lyrics are pretty deep on it, too. So if anyone wants to dive into the lyrics, you know, check that out. But I give this one a four out of five. All right, man. And then uh, we get to the next track, which is Daughter of the Damned. What do you think about it, Mooger? I love the song. Um, I love the feel of it. It's got a great solo. And, and most importantly, like the pre-chorus into the chorus, I it's hooky as shit. I love it. Um, it, it pulls me in. This is one I would like finish listening and listen to again. And once again, the lyrics are amazing on it. Um, a lot of redemption or self-redemption lyrics on this record, honestly. But I like it. I give it a four out of five. Hey, so the lead singer is the one who plays all the leads, right? Um, yes. Yes, oh, for the most part. That was Emily like, plays Emily plays some, but mostly it's James. Dude, there's nothing more sexy than a uh, fucking blonde with a guitar. <laughs> Tell me Nikki about Str it. Nikki Stringfield, Diva Strauss. Oh, I yeah, know, man. man, right? It's like... Ori Orianfi. I mean, Ori so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't, I guess, I don't like the brunettes with the guitar. The blondes are like more sexual to me for some reason. Fucking Nancy Wilson was the original. Oh, one. God. With those high lips. Nancy and Lita. Yeah, Nancy and Lita, man. Lita Ford. Yeah. yeah. You know, Jerry, we have not reviewed one Lita Ford album on this here podcast. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. You know what? 
I like Lita. I love Lita, but she's got her out. She doesn't have really have a complete album. Well, I won't give anything away. <laughs> you get, but we could also we also did a Nita Strauss album. We did her first album, me and Lee. That was pretty cool. But we haven't did her second album yet. The one with the vocalist on there. So uh, then we get to uh, what I think of it. This sounds so Sabbathy. I think Sabbath could have covered this fucking song. I think it's pretty cool. What do you think about it, Jerry? Again, you get that free point for the cowbell, man. I love the fucking cowbell, dude. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know who the bass player is, but this bass player is actually really, really good. He's got really good fat sound to it. I like the sound of it. Uh, but you know, all in all, it's just okay. I mean, it's the same as it's a little better than the center, in my opinion. But it just doesn't knock my socks off. It's not. I guess it's not terrible. It's just kind of just, in my opinion. Um, but with the Cowboy, I'll give it an extra point. So I'm going to give it three out of five. All right, man. So, uh, Mooger. Sure, he already did, I think. Oh, see, there I went. I fucked up. It's my turn, right? <laughs> you already went too, I thought. Oh, I did. I stayed quiet so you could edit. All right. No, I don't edit. Uh, that's a joke, man. It's a running joke. I got to fuck up once in a while. Uh, because we are raw and live. We don't use tapes or AI or or avatars. <laughs> so let's get to the next track, right? It's Flatline, which, Jerry, you picked that, right? Yep. Here it is on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
All right, Jerry, that was Flatline, man. Well, I mean, it, you know, it sounds kind of like another song that we've all heard and loved. I think we probably know what it is. I think I'm thinking the sounds a lot like Spoonman to me a little bit, the riff. Um, that's pretty good, though, man. It has some catchy moments, man. It's got a really good solo, and like I said, the bass playing is out of this fucking world, man. Um, I know you guys like the singer and all, but I don't know. I understand you, Mark, about how you feel about Night Demon and the singer. I kind of get the same vibe here a little bit. He, he's got some good moments, but there's some moments where it's just, I don't know, not very emotional to me. Uh, you know, I don't like a little emotion in the vocals. Like the song before where he had that little growl in his, when he was singing the verses, I, I did like that. But when he's singing, I don't know, it just sounds monotone to me, man. I'm not, not a huge fan. But, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's a pretty good song. I'm going to give this one a four out of five. So you wouldn't like the Smiths? I don't like the Smiths. I told you that a thousand times. <laughs> we gotta, <laughs> we gotta do a Smiths album with you. We Smith, already, we already the did. Smith. The Queen is dead. <laughs> Smiths, The Cure, Morrissey, all that shit. Oh, oh, oh dude, uh, Desegregation dis is coming for you, and <laughs> and another Beastie Boys album. I need to do uh, Paul's Boutique. I'll do a Beastie Boys album anytime. I'll do, I'll do a Depeche Mode album before. That's easy homework for Ooh, me. Depeche Mode, dude. We need to do Strange Ways, Here We Come. I fuck. Well, I don't know what I like about that album. But, uh, or Black Celebration. God damn. I'm getting all hard on here. Uh, so, Flatline, uh, Mooger. Um, to me, it's the most pop song out of the, the bunch. By pop song, I mean, it's got like the most commercial, very commercial chorus to it. Um, it could have been, honestly, this could have been on modern rock radio in 2003, 2004, no problem. I don't know why it wasn't here in, in my part of the country. Um, Jerry, I think it just needs a little more cowbell. What do you think? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I, guess think that, album, I think I the whole album suffers from just a wee bit lack of cowbell. But you, get, you get a free point every time somebody hear, the, hear cowbell. So. <laughs> Well, then every song gets a point for you, buddy. Um, Come no, on anyway. and dance. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I, I love it. And <laughs> I, I, I love the I love the core. I remember what, in 2004, I'd gone to New Mexico to visit my family and my nephew. God, my nephew must have been six, maybe. And I had this, like, jamming on the stereo. And he was like, he started singing the chorus. And I'm like, do you even know what they're singing about? I don't care. I'm like, okay, awesome. So he was the youngest Fireball Ministry fan in the world, I'm sure. But anyway, I go back to this one for third, fourth, fifth. I love this song. Five out of five. Nice. So uh, I'm on flatline. My turn now, right? So, yes, fuck, man. The drummer rules. And I know why. Because this Nick Raskolinix knows how to produce fucking drummers. Listen to that last Hailstorm album. God dang. Back from the Dead. He produced that yes. too. Fucking great. Fucking. He is my. Him and Dave Cobb are my favorite modern day producers. Producers right now. Uh, fucking. Uh, what's his name? Gave up. What's that guy's name? Fucking Rick Rubin gave up. I'm fucking being an artist anymore. He used to have a great sound when he produced, but Nick Raskolinix and Dave Cobb. Fucking rule. I know, Jerry, you hate that last Sammy Hager album, but you liked one song on it. Uh, he produced that Dave Cobb and he produced the last Slash Miles Kennedy album. Uh, 
He's I think he's producing a new Hailstorm album right now. So I can't wait to hear what Hailstorm sounds like with David Dave Cobby. They already had Nick on the last album. My two favorite producers back to back. Dave Cobb ah. produces all the Rival Sons albums. So Oh my god, those are amazing. Aren't they? They're rock. Yes, he does sir. one or two takes and that's it. Miles Kennedy came on the booth and said, Well, I could do better. Oh, we already got it, Miles, on that last slash four album. It's fucking Ross. Fuck, no guitar overdubs, no nothing. That is the band playing live on that fucking four album. It's so fucking amazing. amazing. And they said they don't want to do that again because Slash likes his guitar overdubs. But and Miles wanted to be better. I thought they fucking killed it. But uh, that's all, this song rules. Flatline and we get to in the morning. Not the morning like you're mourning somebody who died, Jerry. I kind of caught that. Thank you. Well, the, the fans here who are listening, I'm giving them what it's spelled like. So there you go. I mean, this is, uh, here we go again. I mean, this is really good potential here, I, I think. Um, the singer got that a little nastiness in, in, his, in his singing, which is, always, which is a plus for me. Catchy chorus. Yeah, this is better. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not, you know, a, a masterpiece by all means, but it's still a decent song, man. I like it. It's three out of five. All right, I'm going to let Mooger go last on this one. Rob, there we go. All right, man, this album keeps getting great, man. I can't say there's anything bad about this album. I love how they changed, what, you like morning to morning somebody. Um, this is fucking doom metal, and this is a killer track. What do you think about it, Mooger? Um, certainly a doomy track, and yes, the morning and know you are an IMG. It's, you know, it's a, <clears throat> it's just kind of a deep song uh, however um compared to some of the rest of the record it, it kind of i guess because it's doomy kind of seems repetitive and kind of boring at times but i wouldn't skip the song i still give it a three out of five I, i'm just gonna say i dated this chick whose uh, email address was i am the morning spelled like this and i got She's kind of deep, man. I should go out with her. I think I took her to Disney once. But she was kind of a drag. <laughs> so, uh, all right, man. So let's she, was in, she was in drag. No, I said she was kind of a drag because she was like uh, like a Nirvana kid. You know, like always, fuck this, emo. You know, I found out the definition of emo. What is it? Like an emo thinks they suck, everything sucks. And in the fucking goth... Thinks the world mm. is destroyed is fucking sucks, but you know, but we're not down on ourselves. We want to help people, <laughs> you know. But uh, fucking, I love hey, that. That make you a hippie? Ah, uh, fuck hippies. Why do you have to bring up hippies? You know, I hate hippies. I love Lee. He's a fucking hippie. I, well, Booger, you're a hippie. <laughs> well, having, having peace and love is cool, you know, but they, hippies don't believe in a god, so I don't think you're a hippie. That's not true at all. Well, most of them don't believe there is a god. Not true. Did you see, there was a movie out a while back. I actually watched it. It had some guy, I forget what it was. He was hijacked. Uh, the guy that played Frazier, and he was a minister. Frazier. And uh, this hippie guy, it's a true story. I guess this hippie guy went to his church or whatever. And was praying, you know, he, of course, he didn't like him first because he was a fucking hippie, this and that. 
then he got into his mind and he agreed that everything he said was very religious, spiritual, and you should ask the name of it. I'll send it to you later if you like the Jesus movie. Well, you, you know, Pastor Chuck Smith was a hippie. Hippie. He started the the Jesus movement in the seventies. He seeded. I, all I think that's what it is. He seeded. He's yeah. He seeded all. That's they, there is a documentary on Pastor Chuck Smith. He seeded all these churches. You know the Calvary Church movement that Time Magazine called the Jesus movement. We're still waiting. That's, it. For the, that's the movie I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, yes, Jesus, Jerry. That's a great movie, by the way. The Jesus movement. I need to see that because I love. I used yeah, because they started they started taking over his church and the people that his regular uh, people didn't like the fact that they were there. This did and you that. know when Pastor Chuck Smith died? You know who all thanked him? Who? Striper. Okay. Jesus Revolution. No, oh, Jesus Revolution. Yeah, Pastor Chuck Smith. They came into the church. Calvary Chapel, and he said, "Hey guys, play your music. If it's for God, just play your music." Long-haired fucking kids, and he took the minutes to get on stage and play your music for us. I was just bringing that up because you said hippies don't believe in God. I just no, but uh, no, they do, but they—it's not a majority of them don't. How about that? that's not true? All the ones that I've met do have uh, some kind of spiritualness. Okay, then I'm stupid. I don't believe. <laughs> No, but I'm saying Pastor Chuck Smith, he brought Striper in when he died Dude, of cancer. You know that guy kept preaching till the day he died on the radio? Well, he kept going well, to his Sunday services? I'm not getting religious here. I'm just saying what a what a good man that guy was. Was Am he I, part of Fireball Ministry? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. All right. All right. Whatever. Uh, I didn't mean to get religious on you guys. I just love that guy. Uh, no one was uh, no one's being religious. We're just off track. Let's bring it back. Yeah, let's bring it back to uh, he who kills. What uh, is this demonic, satanic music? Mooger. <laughs> Mooger. <laughs> hey man, I can't deny my maker. So there you go. There you go. There you go. No problem with that. Mooger. Oh yeah. He who kills. You know, I'll give I'll give another props to this album. They have some really fucking cool uh, names of songs on this album. I do like the names of some of these songs. Don't you think this would be a Slayer song? He who kills. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, Mooger, what do you think about this song, man? Um, oh my god. Um, so, a little history, and I'm just going to backtrack a second. The band I was in at the time this came out, we were kind of like directionalists, like What's our sound going to be? What's our original sound going to be? And we have like three different guitar players from three different eras. And as soon as I heard this record, I started coming up with riffs left and right. And it was, in uh, what I'm going to say about He Who Kills is Rhoda is a riff master. He's no James Hetfield, but damn, this man can write a good song. He can write a catchy riff. And it's like medium like paced as this song is i will start driving very fucking fast when it's in i i don't know what it is about it but i love this song makes me drive fast i give it a five out of five i like that analogy i'm going to use that later but uh i'll go next let jerry go last i don't know what i could say more about the song it's rocking it's doomy it kicks butt and there's a lot of crunch to it also this is a fucking killer trick i have not I, I'm like loving this album, Mooger. I need to go get their shit. And they, what, they just had something in 2000 fucking something. 
2017 still around and emily's still in the band and she's hot i don't mean yeah she's still there and she's also in a band called black savage oh i just posted that on our page black they're playing here in in santa Ana like weeks ago and yeah. I'm, I asked Jeff Beers, I go, Jeff Beers, you know this cover band? Because he's Mr. Cover Band. He goes, yeah, if you like the Iron Maidens, this band is great. I said, they're playing here in Santa Ana. Well, that would be a most excellent adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dude rules. He's so fucking rad. He will be coming on here again, man. I love Jeff Beers. You need to awesome. interact with him, Mooger. Like, awesome. That dude is like, he's a hippie. Yeah, but he's a cool one. He likes everything, man. <laughs> Except he doesn't like butt rock. Like, uh, what is he called? Butt rock. Nickelback. Nick, well, Nickelback is butt rock, but Dave uh, Matthews Band. Well, they're butt rock, but uh, the band uh, damn, what the fucking band that does fucking crazy bitch butcher? They ain't no fucking yeah. butt rock. They're fucking. No, rock, they're, not, they're, not, they're not very good, but they're not. What the rock. fuck? Buck Cherry rules. They're fucking party rock, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There is not a bad... God, I miss Charles. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Shane. Uh... Yeah, Shane, me and uh, Charles used to gang up on Marco. Now I'm the one getting ganged up on, which is cool. <laughs> the dynamic has changed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, Buck Cherry... Jerry, have you ever gave Buck Cherry a chance? Yes, I have. I did. It. I heard. I remember watching their first video, "All Lit Up Again" or something like that. I remember that fucking song, uh, "Crazy Bitch." But I know all their hits. To all night long, baby, it's all. Dude, their later stuff is better. They're yeah. fucking. It's party rock. It's like they don't give a fuck. They talk about bitches and hoes and partying and drinking. <laughs> You know, we you know not, a lot of people talk about my mom. I'm tired of people fucking talking about my mom. Hey, hey, step back. Hey, you know, condolences to Miss Mrs. Supe. You know, yeah. You know, I love your sister, and um, my mom's been dead since 2004. So I feel you, brother. Well, my mom's still alive. Oh, she is. Oh, my, my dad's dead, but my mom's still alive. Oh. Then why are you talking shit about your mom when she's alive? Because I because I don't mean it. It's a joke, man. I want to joke about mom. I I got you, Jerry. It's to just me, to me, to me, anything's funny, man. It really is. Okay, I, I am not. When you, when you I'm look, not. I'm not going to be one of those offended fucks. No, <laughs> I'm not saying you're offended. I'm just saying because I lost my mom in 2004, so I'm a little sensitive bitch here. Well, well no, I asked you, and you said you're cool with me making fun of you. Oh mom. yeah, I'm cool. But I'm just saying, I, mean I, I, get little, I do get a little sensitive because there's things that were left unsaid between me and my mom, and I feel responsible for her dying. So because I saw her the night before she came in, Mark, can you pull my car into the garage? And I noticed she put her cigarettes in the refrigerator. I go, who puts her cigarettes in the refrigerator? But the thing is, I was downloading fucking illegal music at the time. <laughs> and I did, I got, just got my first computer. 2004 and and she passed and i came home from work and she passed the next day so i always have regrets with my mom but i don't care if you make fun of her because she was awesome dude i i, I put I empty fucking cans in the refrigerator i'm old man dude, i don't know what the fuck i'm doing that. i walk in the room and i'm like what the fuck am i in this dude, room for but the look i'm officially her, old the look on her face dude was like i'm dying no, I, dude, I, I went through i, I went through with my father that. i, I look back at that and i i blame myself for that forever ah. 
Anyway, uh, well, before oh, well, okay, man. Deep. But I'm just getting. I'm a sensitive. Hey, I, I just don't want to get too deep. Well, we can get too deep. You know. Nothing against him. Uh, where are we on? Rolling on? We're on rolling on, man. So, what do you think about it, Jerry? Oh, uh, wow. Uh, I'm, this is one I'm not really a fan of. Really, anything on this one. It's kind of boring to me. Uh, there's, like I said, there's potential with every one of their songs. Musicianship is top notch, man. And uh, it's uh, something just not really appealing about this song to me in the tone. I don't know. I don't get it. Car solo isn't bad, but again, it's like a way too short solo. Which I know Mooger like explained to me that some short solos are good, but I am a guitar player and I prefer you know a little bit of length in guitar solos. Uh, not the best on the album, two out of five. Well, I don't understand it because sometimes short and sweet solos add so much to the song. Like if you listen to a lot of Soundgarden or Alice in Chains. Like they don't go really off; they just do that like short little powerful solo. And then oh, dude, off. no, 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 not, and these guys have really short solos. But but the thing Alice is, Chain it, solos are much longer. Than but but the thing is, it goes with the song. That's what they're. If they did a longer solo in these songs, I don't think it would go with the song. Because those okay, well, Jerry Cantrell and uh, Ty, what Ty? The who's the guy from Soundgarden? Whatever his name is, they they just play to the songs, man. Pearl Jam even goes a little too long in her solos to me sometimes. But well, those ways. guys are jam band aficionados. Yeah. So they do carry their stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to review a Pearl Jam album. I don't think we ever did a Pearl Jam album on here. Like, I'm trying to do reviews we never did, but I let a. Uh, we got a future review coming up with. Uh, we're going to go, go different. I just want to announce it here because people make fun of me because I don't want to give spoilers away. But, uh, Mooger, you picked a good episode coming on. We're going to talk about the errors of Ozzy's guitar players, man. Yes, Pretty sir. Guest, I could talk about your guest real quick, man. Let's 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 tease people. Here. Well, my guest is um, shoot somebody I've known thirty years plus. Um, he's been my he was my lead guitar player in my high school college band. He has been my lead guitar player in various other bands. The man is just so talented and so musical, musically knowledgeable. I mean, this is the kind of guy that I could sit up from, we start drinking at nine, we don't go to bed till six the next morning, we didn't blink an eye talking about music. And it doesn't matter, kind of like we do on Freeform. It can kind of, it can kind of, it goes from one spot to another, to another, to another pretty quickly, and you never get bored. His name, and I swear to God, this is his real God-given name, Fabio with a V, not a B, Fabio Vegas. And he is, he's going to be a wonderful guest, and you're going to want him back. You're probably going to want to replace me with him. Oh, fuck me. off. I think I see that dude post a few times on Facebook, actually. Don't think about it. Recognize that name. Yeah, I'm just saying. So he's one. He's one of my. He's one of my best friends. My my brother, um, and he's taught me so much as far as music and, and guitar playing. He's very patient with me because I don't read music. I just learn it either by tablature or by hearing you're it. Tommy and Shaw, man. There you go. He doesn't read music either. But uh, Dan, that's cool, man. Because I always told everybody, you know, Jerry. I told you we don't always have to do music reviews, right, Jerry? 
I've always told you that. You pick something, man. Pick a subject. Pick a subject on rock and roll. We could go for it. Because I, I always try to expand this show and try to be different. I don't want to, like, carbon copy people. I don't want to be one of those podcasts that just fucking copy other podcasts. It's all the way I've always been from the beginning. But uh, Bob Hayes trying to copy this podcast. <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's get to the... Oh, that was horrible. But uh, we get to the rolling on, right? That's my turn. I already said it. Who said it? Who hasn't talked about rolling on? I have. I have. Mooger. I have I have not. Mooger, yeah. Yes. it's uh, It's got a good pace. But overall, in, in the... In the pack of the rest of the tracks here, I think it's a little generic, but I, I don't hate it. It's not a bad song. I just don't think it's one of the better ones. It kind of feels filler to me, so I'm going to give it a two out of five. All right, man. So then we move on to Choker. What a fucking name. I'll take this one first. Uh, uh, man, really do me to start the song. Reminds me a lot of uh, Corrosion of Conformity. Like I said earlier, the music, not the vocals. This guy, it has a lot of Aussie tone in him. Another song, the guitar is kicking ass on this. The bass rolls that this fucking bass is doing. I haven't talked about the basses. You guys talk about the bass. But I, I waited till close to the end of the album to fucking lick the bass's ass. Fucking this guy fucking rules. Fucking great pick, Mooger. Got me into this band. Fucking, I miss this band. This fucking band rules. And then we get to you, Jerry. Um, again, there's definitely a lot of Sabbath tones to it. And that was a good comparison, uh, COC. I can definitely hear a lot of that in here. Uh, this is okay, man. This isn't bad. Um, it doesn't really have a lot of oomph to me, but it's still not a bad tune. Um, again, it's... Uh, I don't know what the singer is hitting and miss with him to me. Um, but, you know, in all fairness, this is a three out of five. You know, it's, it's not bad. All right, Mooger. Uh, once again, it's, it's pretty doomy. Um, I love the guitar harmonies at the very beginning of the, of the song. Um, the vocals, once again, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for his vocal on this, and I probably leave that um, a lot up to Nick, as, as he's a meticulous producer-engineer. Um so I really like this song. I give it a three out of five. All right, man. And then we get to uh, uh, "Maidens of Venus," which is the last track on the song. But uh, I don't. I did write down the uh, the twelfth song because I didn't know Jerry. What was the title of the twelfth song? Uh, "Dark Descend." Okay, so I'll let you introduce that one. Uh, this is a little doom southern rock here with some killer organ, guitar. Oh, you already said James is playing the leads. It's not Emily. I, I like kind of look at blondes more than uh, men. Uh, so she's pretty hot. Like I said, there's nothing sexy as a blonde guitar player just fucking kicking ass on guitar. It would be really cool if she played the lead. But, uh, man, there's some Skinner on this fucking song. It's like Doom Skinner to me. What do you think about it, Jerry? Yeah, um, you know, it's, just, it's a little different from what we've heard in the, you know, the past few uh for the past songs, all of them, you know, the past, ugh, tongue-tied. This is different. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Um, kind of a ballad type of song here. And I, you know, in Southern Rocky, and I mean it in a good way, man. This is actually, uh, reminds me, and I mean this in a good way, 
It reminds me of me and my friends getting together in my garage and coming up with jams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just sitting there chilling, playing. And I mean that in a good way about this song. So, uh, um, good tune, man. It's a three out of five. It's uh, really good. I'm so jealous of you guys being musicians. I always wanted to be a drummer. It never happened. You know, you guys had the guitar. You probably had the parents that probably gave you the guitars. I begged my mom for drums. Guess what? She didn't get it for me. And then one, one uh, fucking New Year's Eve, I think I told the story before, my next door neighbor got a drum set from somebody. Brought it over and I was like playing it, playing it. I was like doing really good. My mom said, dang, you're better than Rick on those drums. And then the next day, Rick sold the drum set because he was jealous. I was better than him yeah. on the drum. I was like, fuck. That sucks. I, I was going to buy it off him. I said, let me buy your drum set. Okay. And he sold it to someone else because he didn't want me to play. <laughs> Fucking asshole. What? I, I actually thought about getting one of those electronic drum sets for like four or $500 to fuck around with. I don't know. I'm, I'm still thinking about it. Hey, your first song will be Pour Some Sugar on Me. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to play, son. I can do the basic rhythm. But, uh. Come on, Jerry. You know you're hot and sticky sweet. Right. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> hey, you're big sexy. I was giving you a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I said you're hot, sticky sweet. You know. God damn. Well, we don't need to remind everybody what they know so well. So. All right. Jerry, the last track, the bonus track. Can I chime in on Maidens of Venus? Oh, yeah. yeah go for it. <laughs> awesome. My bad. So, so my notes are like it's got a nice slinky groove to it it's got a good melody to it unfortunately it could have been about two minutes shorter it, it kind of get kind of drags to me for me and it feels definitely like the end of album track uh, i'm only giving this one uh, the lowest rating i think of this whole record a two out of five all right man so jerry what is the bonus track it is called Dark Descent, and why this is a bonus track is beyond me, because I fucking love this song. I think it's the best song on the album. Love the riffage, man. Good, grungy-sounding fucking shuffle, kind of. Really good, man. One of, like I said, one of the best songs on the album. Complete song, man. The, the drums, my problem with the drums is it seems their drums aren't really turned up loud. It seems like they're really just in the background. Other than that, dude, this is a fucking great tune, man. Turn this motherfucker up. The first five out of five for me. Yeah, this is like a lot of thrash metal in this one. And thrash doom. Uh, I like this, man. This is, a, this, is a great, this is a great album. I like it more than I don't like it. I don't think I... I think I've liked every song. Some songs not as much. But this is a solid album, man. I give it like a... But a, I'll give it an eight out of twelve bong rips. But a Mooger, man. Take us out on this album, man. Yes, sir. Dark Descend. Um, I'm with Jerry. It's like, why wasn't this on the record? Um, but it's also the only song on the entire record where the mix puts the drums back a little bit. Um, exactly, right? Yeah. And uh, other than that, yeah, man, I give this a five out of five. And it should have been the album closer originally. Why it wasn't there, who knows? Who knows? But I do love this song. And out of... Out of 10, I give this album a 9 out of 10 overall because it's kind of a soundtrack for a bad time in my life. So 03 to 05 to 06 weren't great for me. And I would always lean on this record, throw back a cocktail, get a tasty buzz, 
put this in, crank it up, and look at my tattoo, and everything was better. I love this band. See, that's what's so great about fucking music, man. Your favorite bands or favorite albums, man, because it's it's timeless, man. It's always going to be in your memory, man, of the times you've had while you listen. And to this it. this album does take me back to that time, even though it not being so great. It takes me back to the best moments of that time. Right. I put I put this on, and King immediately takes me to a happy spot. Right. F- Flatline takes me to a happy spot. You know, all these songs. You know, daughter, uh, daughter of the damned. I mean, all of those songs just when they hit those melodies and they hit those choruses and they hit those solos and those riffs, I'm immediately transported back to my buddy's uh, basement where we were all jamming and getting high and getting drunk. You know, it was, it was so much fun. Yeah, man, I, I I know that because there's like music that, like, if I'm in a depressed mood, I always go to Triumph. Like, hold on, never surrender fight the good fight like i go to that band or go to some yt even though or subdivisions by rush you know there's certain songs that just like you're in a bad mood you need to listen to this shit you know fucking canadian bands man <laughs> a triumph and rush man fucking a or striper man i go to striper a lot too i go to michael sweet i go to a lot of stuff he does because the guy is so positive he doesn't put anybody down. He gives his opinions. I I admire that guy. I don't worship him, but Michael Sweet is like the least hypocritical person I've ever seen on Facebook. Okay. No, you think he's hypocritical? <laughs> I'll disagree with you on a few things, but just on his religion. But it's okay. It's a different subject. But he doesn't force his religion on you. No, he doesn't. He doesn't tell you to believe. I will. I will send you articles of stuff he's posted on Facebook. Okay. I do. I force my religion. I don't have a religion. I'm I'm, no. You just. I'm just. I'm just disagreeing. And like I said, dude, I am not anti-religion. If you love your religion, it helps you out, man. More fucking power to it. You know. And I've always been that way. Fucking enjoy your faith. Enjoy it. But just. Don't spread it where it Dude, doesn't just belong. Be, just, be, just treat people how they treat you, man. Exactly. That's all you need to do. Fuck religion. I don't, I don't give fuck a fuck politics. what religion you are. I don't give a fuck if you're a Democrat or a Republican. If you're a good right. person, I'll fucking talk to you. Be, right. be you. Don't tell anybody. Don't let anybody tell you how to change. I do take criticism. I do listen to criticism and try to change if it's something I bad I've done to people. Because sometimes I can be a dick. I can be a douche. Charles, see, I called myself that. <laughs> hey, me well, and Charles hey, are good hey. now, so, so that's fine. The bottom line is, man, we're all assholes. We're all dickheads. We, we can try to say we're not, but there are times we all are. And if you can't recognize that and take some constructive criticism from time to time, leave your, your ears and your heart open and your hands. You know, I mean... You might be given a tool someday that you never expected that helped so many other people because you were willing to hear. Just because, say, I'm a Democrat, liberal, and you're a conservative Republican, I'm still going to keep my ears, eyes, and heart open and be, be cool with everybody because we may not all like the same music, but we can talk about it. 
and we can bust balls about it, right? I mean, I hope all three of us have, we're old enough to have thick skin, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Dude, I'm a, yeah. I'm, Dude, I, I'm a Sammy Hager fan. You're a Sammy Hager me, fan. There you go. To me, oh, there's yeah. nothing off limit. You can make fun of my dead daddy. I don't give a fuck what you make fun of. As long as it's all good Dude, fun. I don't me, care. Me and Jerry talk so much shit. The only time me and Jerry got in huge fights was about politics. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and that's a bad thing. Okay. Um, my dear, dear friend I've known for a very, very long time, we are never going to agree on religions and politics. So you know what we don't bring up when we're together? Religion and politics. We love fucking music. And if that kind of bleeds into some politics here or there, religion here and there, we've grown and known each other long enough to know that we're not going to agree. We just yeah, aren't. So I love... Just, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, just love the person you're talking to and yes. respect them enough. There's, there's moments in this platform for me. I love talking politics. I love talking religion. The people that, you know, won't degrade you or put you down or whatever, you know, if you have a normal conversation with somebody, that's got to be on the right platform. You know, I'll post something on Facebook every now when I'm in a bad mood just to get a reaction on some people. I know. <laughs> like, like last night, and holy shit, oh, yeah. got reactions. Hey, I uh, was agreeing with you mostly. I just said, I just came back at you and said, but she's hot, like you tell me all the time. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Megan, good luck with that boycott of Taylor Swift. Good luck. Oh, dude, you would fuck her. Actually, I would take that other one, that really annoying chick, that young one that's on, a young, young one that's on Fox. What's her name? I, well, let's um, not say it. Let's not say names. Tommy Laren. Tommy La Tommy Laren. Yeah, she's hot, but she's annoying, but she's hot. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. So that was our review of Fireball Ministries. Yeah. Um, the Second Great Awakening. Thank you for this, Mooger. I, I like, you kind of awakened me onto this band. So that was fucking cool, man. You're very so welcome. This, and I, so this is, I'm, I'm, this, is your, this is your first awakening then of this thing. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I'm just happy. I'll be here all honest, night, folks. Sorry, sorry. Honestly, I'm just happy that you guys. You know, Jerry doesn't sound like you hated it. You enjoyed no, it. I don't hate it. Didn't hate it at all. Yeah, and Alan uh, or Mark, it, it looks like Alan. you've. Uh, How did I get it called? Alan? Mark, Alan Taylor, <laughs> sir. Chuck Alvin, sir. Who's this? It sounds like Alan. Sounds like you found though. a. Yeah, it sounds like you found a band that you can dig a little bit more into. Um, the previous albums are pretty good. This one's solid. It's like the best. The next one is uh, their rock is not our rock. Um, is okay, but after hearing this record, the pretty much they fail comparison going forward. Um, but I do love the band. They are still intact. James and Emily are still the nucleus of the band. I believe the same drummer's been with them as well all the way through. I recommend anyone listening to the episode, just take some time. You can stream it. It's out there on iTunes. It's out there on Spotify um, or other streaming services. Just plug in a couple of the songs we talked about today. And if you like them, awesome. If you don't, don't go back. Yeah, I, I, I'll give this other album a chance. I'll listen to them. Yeah. Well, they had Remember the Story in 2017. I think they have something else, too. But, uh... It yeah, is. It's called it's Fireball true. Ministry. 2000, no, it was 2017 was their last album. Yes. So, but they, they opened for Slayer. They opened for all these other bands, you know, that, that you guys like. Yes, sir. So, it's not like they... 
were out of, they didn't come out of nowhere they've been on a lot of soundtracks they've been on a lot of shows they've used their music a lot and nobody knows who the fuck they are i didn't know who the fuck they are they're the best unknown band i think and it's kind of sad but you know sometimes that's, that happens that's what i think about rival sons <laughs> it's like that's crazy because rival sons is so goddamn good but in america they ain't appreciated man they have a, what are you talking about? They have a Chevy truck commercial, man. Well, yeah, but still, they're still opening for bands or playing small clubs here. They should be playing fucking arenas. They should be playing the forum. They should be playing fucking stadiums, dude. That band is um, fucking amazing. On the on the after show, I'm going to talk about another band that should be doing the same and isn't. All right, man. So that was our review. Now we get to our tracks of the week. Uh, Jerry, you picked a fucking great fucking song. Stone Temple Pilot, Sex Type Thing. Yeah, fucking one of my favorite songs by him. I love the riff. Speaking of War Machine, another song that's kind of War Machine sounding in, in you know. Because Brian the way rules. A little fast, a little faster than War Machine, but it's kind of got that groove to it. Yeah, I mean, what a fucking killer tune that is, man. That's it's got the same progression, Jerry, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. I am, but, uh, I am, I am. I, I want to get next to you. You're yeah. right. I love his voice. And people hate I Eddie. Know Why do people hate yeah. Eddie Vedder? Because Scott had that fucking same <laughs> tone right there. Just no, yeah, That's one of my... I, I think Interstate Love Song is my favorite song by him, but I, this is definitely up there as far as STP songs. I so. like fucking Tiny Music. That's a fucking great album, dude. God damn, we got to review that one. But then I get to mine. I'm going to let Mooger go last since he picked this fucking album. Uh, I'm going to pick, I can, I, I just can't get enough of this kid. I fucking love him. Seen him twice. I saw him open for Metallica. Saw him open for Alter Bridge before I had my back surgery. Last concert I got to see before the next day I went fucking limp. Uh, Mammoth, WVH. And this kid can make some fucking killer videos. I can watch this fucking video. It's like seven minutes because there's a lot of action. I'm so pissed off with him right now. So Another he's coming. He's he's coming to tour here, and Nita's not going to be with him. The only show on the stop where Nita Strauss is in the opening for him. I'm like, you gotta you, be fucking kidding me. I'm gonna say it because fucking Lee likes me saying it. You need to see Mammoth WVH. Fucking Wolfgang. Fucking he records the whole albums by himself and brings a band out with him. In this video, he shows how the band came in because in the first video, he was showing him doing, he was wolf, 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 all because he plays all the instruments on the albums. So this one, he shows how he got the band members into the band. It's fucking cool. And they're jamming with him at the end, the whole band, just not him. And he fired the whole other wolves. <laughs> it's fucking, fucking a cool video, man. It's called Another Celebration at the End of the World from Mammoth 2. The first album fucking rules. If you like 90s fucking STP, Pearl Jam, this fucking Alter Bridge, this is your shit. Because this is, he's not doing his dad's music. And fuck all you people telling him to play Van Halen. This kid is making good fucking new music. So that's my track of the week in the mover. We end with you. Is this from his last album, uh, Jerry Control Atone? Yes, it's from his solo album, Brighton. Fucking Rules. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Dude, Jerry Control has never made a bad solo album. Well, 
my wife is in absolute love with him and yet would absolutely leave me for him in a second if that was even well, possible. I wouldn't blame her. I'd leave my wife for him too. <laughs> I, you know, he's he's a pretty little man, um, and he can play some amazing guitar. So, uh, and this song's just got such a groove to it, and kind of a dark tone to it, and of course, it's called a tone. And the video's amazing, the song's amazing. I think Duff McKagan may have played on the song, I'm not sure. Um, but I know he did play on the album. And we saw we saw this tour two times, I believe. I, we, I saw it two times, she saw it three. But we saw this in Chicago, and then we saw it at the Wyman Theater in, in Nashville. That theater which, looks cool. Cherry, why haven't you uh, been there? I've been to the Ryman. I've been there a lot of times. Oh, yeah? Okay. It's a new extreme played there. That was cool. Of course. <laughs> it was a great show. Great song. Great artist. Um, I love Jerry. So, yeah, that's my pick. The Jerry control rules. It's like Alice in Chains could go on because he was always there giving the Alice in Chains so sound. William Duvall is great. He does a great lane. But he also sounds like William Duvall. And he is he compliments Lane. He sounds enough like Lane to be able to compliment the songs, but he is completely different. And he does sound like Willem Duvall. And I've seen sound? him solo. Who gives the sound of Alice in Chains yes. is Jerry. Jerry was always the sound of Alice in Chains. Yes. Because Just like Lane out of the equation. Is the sound. You take Lane out of the equation, it's always Jerry. It's That's true. all those three albums they made. Rainer Frog, Di God Put Dinosaurs Here, Fucking uh, <laughs> Black Fades in the Blue. It sounds like Alice Chains. Your decision is a fucking dark fucking song that rules. We haven't even reviewed that album, so I don't want to give spoilers away. A fucking great pick, Mooger. Great Thank pick, you. man. Uh, any final thoughts, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed, you know, reviewing this album. I always like to listen to bands that I haven't heard before. Um, so, yeah, uh, kudos for you for picking a band I haven't heard of before. And I will give uh, their other albums they listen to. All right. I'm just going to say thank you, Mooger, for picking this album. I kind of like it, and I want to go buy because I want to support our artists because your uh, digital media can be taken away. Just remember that. Discovery Network. PlayStation Store, they took away all the shit you bought from Discovery. So there you go. Digital downloads suck. Buy your own fucking music because you will always have it and you're a curator of it. Mooger, final thoughts. Hey, uh, thanks for letting me pick. You know, uh, I love this record and I'm glad that it was one you guys hadn't heard and we were able to introduce you to something and maybe dig in a little bit deeper too and research the catalog and support them and i appreciate you mark for um just putting that out there go buy the product if i want to support a band yeah i stream it but go buy it and on the on the back end of that hey give us five stars either we irritate you or enlighten you either one give us five stars and let us know why well i'm the irritant on this show everybody loves you guys <laughs> so Oh, fuck, man. But thank you guys for listening. Five-star reviews. You could get on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. My wife already told you that earlier in the episode. So let's get the fuck out of here, guys.
Thank you. Drink a lot. Drink drink a lot of water. And get your ass off your seat and take a walk, man. I'm telling you. And take a do huge, it. Take take a joint with you out there while you're doing that walk. It'll be a Being lot serious, better. man. Just do things to increase your lifespan, man. Yeah, man. Stress decreases your lifespan. Be be cool, man. Don't be a hippie. Just be cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Later. Later, guys. Bye. Cheers.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.